Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size Catch fish just like flies Look out, here comes the Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen back He's got radioactive black Can he swing from a breath? Take a look overhead Hey there, there comes the Spider-Man this is episode 313 for July 2014. I just want to take a few moments at the top of this show to thank uh, everyone that helped on the uh, the Crawl Space Support Week. Uh, we had a lot of donations, and it helped me uh, pay the bills for the next three months with uh, our web hosting and our bandwidth. And I personally wanted to mention everyone's first name. And if I can't say your first name, I'm going to say your last name. Sometimes it's a little bit easier. But I really do appreciate you guys uh, showing your support of the Crawl Space and helping us uh, keep the lights on and keep these podcasts continuing to come out. So a big thank you to Craig, Ian, Michael, Alex, Daniel, Harvey, James, Sean, Stephen, Jason, Donovan, Neil, Alexander, Clinton, Mr. Agonek, Frederick, Brock, Evan, Alexander, Greg, Ryan, John, David, Marcus, Sam, Michael, Alberto, Sean, Robert, Michael, Mark, Edgar, Kent, Matthew, and Randall, and Barry, and Richard, and George, and Jason, and Michael, and Mark, and Craig, Eric, and Alejandro, Neil, Stephen, Jonathan, Nick, John, Frederico, JR, Eugene, Aaron, Dusty, Zach, Stephen, Gene, uh, Mr. Becton, William, and Mohammed was our last one. So thank you. I appreciate it. Each and every one of you sent in some very nice notes when you uh, donated uh, via PayPal. And if you'd like to help support uh, the site like these fine folks did, uh, if you look up on the front page, there's a support this site via PayPal. And, and you can also make sure that more episodes are coming out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Okay, George, time for Spider Satellites. Eight books between you and myself, huh? Is it eight? It's eight. We've got, let me go over them. I've got Deadpool versus Carnage number three, Deadpool Annual number two, All New Ultimates one and two, Ultimate Spider-Man number one, and you've got Guardians of the Galaxy 15, Amazing X-Men 7, and New Warriors 4. And Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Number 12. There you go. Well, it's, it's nine books then. God. So that's a lot of books. We're going to plow through it like a crop duster. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I was trying to make a joke for our agricultural You're, you're cut off. No more scotch. <laughs> scotch I'm cutting you chased, off. Scotch chased. I, JR sent me a bottle of scotch, and I'm chasing it with Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, well, you're going to start with an amazing Friends reunion. We had that last I, month, but this has been the I know. The timing is weird. Exactly. The timing is so weird, because you and you didn't know this was coming out. I did, I did not know it was coming out when I interviewed uh, Spider-Man and Firestar. Okay, so that was Podcast 300. For those of you who may have missed it, shame on you. Go back and listen to it. It was a fantastic interview. It was. They were so cool. They are. They, the two of them are just – oh, my God. You could just eat them up. They, yeah. are, they are so nice. I played the role of Iceman in that podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
basically. Because I was cool, baby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's so glad it was so great to hear them and and yeah. hear their recollections, you know, and how they look back at it fondly. It wasn't just a job for them. They actually they, had, they actually liked it. And they were they've been friends for. Three I know, years. isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's awesome. It, uh, anyway, anyway, anyway so. amazing. They reunited. In the comic yes. books, so, amazing X-Men number seven. So last month, Brad had uh, the the reunion podcast, and then just what a week later, this this book came out, or like a two weeks later. Yes, Marvel knew that I was interviewing them. No, I know, kidding. right? It was weird. So suddenly, an amazing X Men, uh, which I didn't even know was a book. It's actually not a bad book, written by Jason Aaron, and Firestar has joined uh, the cl- uh, teaching at Wolverine's Jean Grey School. Okay, so Jason Aaron usually writes it, and so Catherine Eminen, Eminen was just stepping in? Well, like uh, Jason Aaron evidently wrote it for six issues, and now he's off the book. Now he's gone? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. the story with that? What's going on there? Well, uh, cares since it's a Spider-Man podcast? Well, we, we don't. You're a, you're a big Aaron guy, though. I love Is it, his, Isn't he a Missourian? Yes, he, he lives up in Kansas City. I've met him. He was at a local convention. I got to interview him, and he's a very cool guy with a very, very large beard and a hell of a writer. I love his Thor. Thor his Thor is probably one of the best books Marvel's putting out today. Yeah. So, highly well, recommend that. What's the story that. of him not writing this book anymore, then? Well, he wrote uh, Wolverine and the X-Men for, like, what, 40 issues. And uh, this book came out, and he... Uh, uh, I guess was just signed up to write like a story arc because it was pretty good. I, it was the return of Nightcrawler from Hell. Oh, that's right. Because I, I remember I think you guys talked about that, and I was like, "Wait, I thought Nightcrawler was dead." Oh, he got better. Oh, you know, Wolverine got sent to Hell and he got better. I guess he's going back with this upcoming death of Wolverine. But uh, yeah, oh wow, something new there, huh? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the 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 spider angle is Firestar. From Amazing Friends is now a teacher at the X School, along with Iceman. And there's several Amazing Friends jokes uh, in that first six issues, mm. which is kind of cool. I like uh, that Firestar is, is back doing something. Exactly. I think the last time anybody saw her before this was was it that uh, Marvel Divas thing or whatever. Well, that was a good story because she had cancer. It, the, I, her powers gave her cancer, and she's a cancer survivor. I guess she's better now. She's better, yeah. Because comic. No, no, she went through chemo. She, she it was a good arc for her. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they didn't yeah. kill her off or something. I am too. Um, you know, because I, you know, she's always been a fun character. I mean, I was glad. I remember back in the '80s, I was glad that they finally put her into a comic book. Although at the time when they when they first introduced her, she was a bad guy. Yeah, but Which, then they put her in New Warriors, and it was just awesome. Yeah. So but yeah. no, I'm glad that she's gotten to do more. Uh, I remember back when she was uh, in the Avengers. Yes. In the uh, yeah. late 90s, and I hated her outfit. Yeah, they remixed it a bit. Yeah, and, and she was, oh, God, they had paired her up with that loser. Uh, Captain Marvel. Justice. No, uh, Justice. Oh, God, he is such a pansy. <laughs> such a panty way. We're, we're going off track. We're talking new words. Let's get to the book, Anyways. George. All right. Number seven. Yeah, so... So amazing X-Men. So Firestorm and uh, and Firestar. Firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's drinking the scotch so now? Firestar <laughs> and Iceman are on a snack yeah. run. They've got a right. list. Uh, I guess the people have wrote down at the mansion. You know, like beer, jerky, whatever. <clears throat> and um, 
and apparently the store is closed, but you know the the two of them are so oblivious they don't really care. They just keep shopping. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, while they're shopping, they they happen upon like what appears to be a lost baby. Uh, and but the, I, I think somebody had tucked away in a bag <coughs> back in the cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then suddenly the baby, you know, it has green eyes, and and then you hear somebody yelling, "Drop that!" You know, "Drop the baby!" And it's Spider Man. Spider Man comes in from out of nowhere, and it's uncomfortable first of all because Spider Man in the suburbs, and it's weird. Because <laughs> what does he swing from? Peter David Peter David answers that in Amazing Spider Man two six. And exactly, it's like. And it, I even thought about that because he's swinging yep. down in front of this convenience store, and his webbing is like pointing up, and I'm like, from where? It's I call that Activision webbing. <laughs> you don't see what it's connected. Well, you don't see what it's connected to. <laughs> Activision webbing, sir. Yeah. So, so basically, Spider-Man's demanding the baby back, and they're telling him, "Look, I need this baby. I'm after this kid, and this kid isn't exactly what you think it is." And they're like. Whoa, Spider-Man, slow down. We're not giving you this baby. Why don't you shut up? And then suddenly the baby sprouts wings and uh, and starts breathing fire. Right. So it's it's the entire thing is more of a farce. Um, it's, it's just a fun little it story. It is. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's not really serious. Um I don't think, and I wrote this in my review for uh, that we put on the front, uh, the main page. I, I I enjoy the story overall. I gave it a B. Mm-hmm. Um, I but it's Spider-Man's voice. I don't think was really captured here. Um, so if you're a Spidey fan, I I don't know. At least for me, I was like, eh, this is a little off. Yeah, he's not really Spider-Man-y. It's almost like somebody who doesn't know. Or isn't that familiar with Spider-Man is writing Spider-Man in a way that they think Spider-Man probably is? Does that make sense? Yes, I agree. But but it is worth it. Just be, the art is good, and I uh, I guess I should chart off. You know, and say and remind. This was written by Ka- uh, Catherine Eminen, who is Stuart Eminen's wife, and penciled by Paco Medina. The art is very good in this book. <coughs> Excuse me, I had a. Uh, uh, fun time with just watching the book. He, he draws Firestar really well. Right. Um, and so it's – if you were a fan of the 80s cartoon, you'll like this. It's just fun to see the three of them together. And I was looking online. The last time they appeared in comics together was Spider-Man uh, Family. Uh, I guess it was called Spider-Man Family Amazing Friends from 2006, published October 2006, written by Sean McKeever, and pencils by Pat Olaf, uh-huh. and that was celebrating the 25th anniversary of the classic cartoon. So, uh, it was it was just a, it's a fun comic. It's fun to see the three of them together. The artwork is very good. At the end, they turn the baby. Apparently, the the baby is like a space alien, and they give the right. they give the Baby back to its parents, who give Spider-Man a goat, which is apparently a mascot for a football game going on. So the story is kind of weird. Yeah, the, the the story overall doesn't make a lot of sense. Basically, it's just we needed something, a quick excuse to show Spider-Man and Firestar and Iceman. Right. If you're a fan of the '80s cartoon, pick it up. If not, you know it's it's give or take. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but as uh, someone who who likes just seeing these three characters together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this was worth a B for me. I overall, I, I I enjoyed it. One thing I never understood in the '80s why they didn't just put 
publish a Spider-Man's Amazing Friend comic. Well, they, 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 they did one issue adapting the episode, but that was about it. I never understood why they didn't make one. I, I just – I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how come – as a kid, kid that would have blown my mind, I would have picked it up like I did Spidey Super Stories back then. It wasn't day. a rights issue right. because Marvel – it was Marvel uh, – Marvel themselves was producing the cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Remember they even talked about that in the podcast, you know, about how um, this was – I mean it was a Marvel project. This yeah. wasn't something that you know somebody else was doing for Marvel you know, or a contract Marvel have somebody else. This was Marvel's first – you know. Dip into the pool of doing stuff for themselves. Yeah. So, I uh, I don't know why they didn't do that because they were very popular on Saturday morning. Right. And if you're a fan of the uh, Spider-Man is Amazing Friends, I highly recommend Spider-Friends.com. It's a it's a very nice website. Uh, more information on that about that cartoon than you'll ever want to know or have ever known. My uh, friend John uh, maintains that website, and I sent him a link to episode 300 of this podcast uh, and gave him a heads up, and he was nice enough to put it up on the front page. He's got a couple links to me up on his front page because I I have found I, – I gave him a heads up when um, uh, we did the Kathy Garver, Dan Gilvizian uh, interview, also when they released a um, that, that uh, action figure set at Toys R Us. I gave him a heads up there. So, yeah, spider-friends.com, very cool website. Check that out. Uh, my turn to review a book. I'll do All New Ultimates number one and two because I'm feeling craptastic. Uh, basically, All New Ultimates one and two, I'm going to review them together because they both get the same, same grade and they both have the same problems. Uh, All New Ultimates consists of Cloak and Dagger, Black Widow, who used to be Spider-Woman, who is the female clone of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Uh, and also uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, Spider-Man, I mean, and also Bombshell. Uh, they're, they're basically the team that New York needs due to Captain America and Thor dying in the Galactus battle where George likes to make fun where Kitty Pride got big and smacked Galactus. <laughs> uh, basically, the all-new Ultimates take on the Serpent Skulls who have taken over former Roxxon outposts where Roxxon went under. And they fight to get new superpowered drugs off the street, which is what the team does. And the in the fight, uh, the ultimate version of sticks and stones, because we were just wondering in the ultimate universe what happened to sticks and stones, you know? No, I don't know. Yeah, we weren't wondering it either. Anyway, <laughs> sticks and stones attack the serpent skulls, and the serpents are led <coughs> by uh, Captain America's old girlfriend, Diamondback. And in this version, uh, the ultimate version, she's just kind of a mean old bee. So, uh, very confusing. Who is with who? There, you, you just introduced a team of, of uh, new heroes that make up a group. And then you throw them in the middle of a big fight with some serpents. And then you throw sticks and stones in there. I have literally lost track. Who the hell is in this book? I, I'm really confused. That's the, my biggest complaint. It's basically a mess. You can't keep the characters straight. You're confused at the, to the tune of how much a month? 
three ninety nine a month. Uh, I'm very confused uh, after two issues. The uh, the pros, I like Miles Morales as a character. I like him in, the, in this group. Also, Kitty Pride is kind of a member of this group. She's uh, evidently the rock star of this universe now since she took out uh, Galactus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So she's she's avoiding paparazzi and she's kind of held up in her in her apartment and uh, you just love to hate this universe, don't you? Uh, this, is, this is the most worthless, craptastic, altered. Uh, well, uh, anyway, this book I, I just I like Miles. I guess I don't like him. Not written by Mister Bendis. Uh, uh, another thing in my notes, I said the the two groups of baddies. I have no idea what their agenda uh, is and who's on whose team, who's fighting who. And uh, I guess I can come back to the. Does it make more or less sense than New Warriors? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 pretty. That's that's pretty. Uh, it, it's even keel. Ultimates. If I wasn't a Spider-Man loyalist. All new Ultimates and New Warriors would have been dropped a while back. They're both pretty rough. So I give D's to both issues of Amazing... I mean, all new Ultimates, number one and number Double two. D's this month. Double D's on the brand new book. George, what do you like? What's up next? Uh, well, let me see. Oh, I get to pick. Yeah, feel free. Why not? Well, since I mentioned it, we'll talk about New Warriors. Okay, go uh, ahead. The book still is a head-scratcher. Uh, I, I still don't know <laughs> why this team's getting together or what the point is. Uh, speedball is still horribly annoying. Um, we get a little bit more of the backstory here bet- uh, between the, the high evolutionary and what set him off and why he's falling in with these uh, uh, evolutionaries, You know, which is not confusing at all. It makes it sound like they work for him, but they're not. I hate the high evolutionary. I All like the high evolutionary. No, he's great when he's done right. This is this, my, this ain't it, Jack. My first exposure to him was that spectacular Spider-Man annual back in the '80s, where he tried to explain the clone of Gwen Stacy, and I'm like, "What? I hate this guy." And then they had the Evolutionary War, and I'm like, "What?" And I hated that. Those, were, like I said, when he's done well. Well, those aren't it, Jack. Those aren't as you're it. saying. Yeah. When was he written well? Give me an example so I can read it, because, Lord, it's been bad for years. There's a lot of stories told about Wondergore uh, that were that you can go and you can find uh, that are from the Avengers. I think they're from the early Stern. Okay. Are they from early Stern? I, I can't remember if it's like the early Stern Avengers. Um but they did a lot of good stuff with them, and like the uh, the all the the mutant you know animal people that he creates. Uh, I like the ca- the cow. Bova, I mean, Bova. Yeah, Bova was cool. <laughs> and the way that they all tie in with um, uh, with uh, I think Bova's dead. By the way, they they may have killed Bova off in the first episode or the first issue of this of this current run. What a what a waste! <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I, I have a strong feeling Bova will get better. Yeah, because because there's Man. no way that that strong of a character needs to go out in this chump of a book. <laughs> this chump of a um, book. <laughs> but no, there a lot of good stuff was done there, with, like with with Transia and Wondergore and um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, uh, yeah. and their you know their their origin story, you know, because Bova basically was a surrogate mother to them, right? You know, because they're Magneto's kids, but he wasn't you know he wasn't he. He wasn't a good father. He didn't stick around to raise him, you know. Right. I like the Quicksilver reference, by the way, in the movie. 
where he was like, I think my dad went out with, or my mom went out with somebody like that could control. Yeah, that's weird because uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh hey, that dude is your dad. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like like when they when they meet him later, I'm like, that's your pop. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Go um, ahead. So. Uh, so you get a little bit, little bit more of the backstory about why the evolu- the high evolutionary is working with these evolutionaries. You don't really give a damn. Exactly. Not- I'm buying. I'm buying the book because of Kane, which he finally gets to kick some ass in here. Thank or you. I'll take that back. He manages to not get his ass kicked. This issue. Go Kane. You know. <laughs> um, but the the big showcase player here was Sun Girl, uh, who actually got to blast the high evolutionary. Um, but aside from that, this, this book is boring. It's, yeah, it's confusing. It's boring, and, boring. and it is confusing, and it doesn't make any damn sense. And Speedball, I'm sorry, and I know speed Speedball. Do people like Speedball so much because it's like a nostalgia for the New Warriors, or because it's because Steve Ditko created him? I like, I don't know why, I, I like him. I liked him in New Warriors. Because he's an annoying, he, he's the most annoying teenager that you know, and not in the good way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when you're an adult and there's a teenager, and you're like, "Oh my God, how has no one just taken you up back and smothered you? <laughs> how have you gotten to live this long?" Yeah, you know. I mean, it, so <clears throat> back back to Kane. He, he kicks some ass. What happened to Kane? Yeah, he actually gets the fights uh, in the issue. He's fight. Uh, where do they fight in those? I it's not the. Is it the evolutionaries? I can't remember. Exactly. It's, it's, I mean, I wrote these notes down, and I'm like, you know, I'm writing I, as I'm writing this. I'm like, God, this this book. How, why do we, why no can't sense. it just stop so I don't have to cover this anymore? You know, I mean, it's that bad. It's not a good book. No, it's not. Um, and I think other people are even saying it now. I mean, there's there's only so much glossing over CBR can do. <laughs> and I haven't followed up on their reviews. I, I think even they must probably now be like, yeah, this isn't good. Sorry, Marvel. We've covered you as long as we can. Yes, it's funny. It's watching. It's funny watching uh, the way CBR covers Marvel because it's a lot like how the press covers Obama. <laughs> you know, like ignoring the IRS thing altogether. You know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, this gets a D for me. I, I I just really that's high. A D for, a D for I, dumbfounded. <laughs> I'm lo- I'm trying to find New Warriors reviews on CBR. They gave issue two out of. It gave issue two, two out of five stars. Yeah, they must not have reviewed three and four because they're like, we can't do this because Marvel. We don't want to tick off Marvel. <laughs> Marvel will get mad at us, and we're going to get a call from Tom Brivard saying, "Well, what's up with this review, guys?" I'm, okay, maybe I'm we don't give you this exclusive this month. I I <laughs> I they haven't reviewed the book since issue two, and they they sure did give it a lot of they sure did give it a lot of previews. They gave previews of issue five, but they stopped reviewing it because they can't say anything nice about it. <laughs> March seventh was the last review of uh, New Warriors on their website. Looks like okay, okay. Uh, D out of yeah, you I'll, on that. I'll one. still review it and I'll give it a D because I'm not a kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go to my uh, the next two books I'm I've got I I liked a lot so I'm gonna give it the one I kind of uh, thought was a bit average Deadpool versus Carnage number three basically like I've said in the beginning these are kind of like uh, Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck fights this is very cartoonish the artwork is very cartoonish but it's it's like cartoon art but with a lot of blood it's if that makes any damn sense. 
But anyway, uh, Shriek is hurt. It's like it, 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 it's like what if Eli Roth got to work with uh, Warner Brothers Animated? Exactly. Mel Blanc is working with. <laughs> Uh, basically, Shriek is hurt. Uh, Carnage is pissed. Deadpool uh, follows them. They have a fight on the highway, uh, and Deadpool, Deadpool strangely has visions throughout the, this whole miniseries of how he can go on Carnage's trail. So Shriek is in two books this month. Well, what what other book was Shriek she's, in? Well, she's in Superior Foes. Oh, okay. I don't think I've read the one that you reviewed. <coughs> okay. Yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, Deadpool has visions uh, like people will say things, and like the letters in the sentences, he'll he'll have uh, letters that pop out of their sentences and it forms words like "follow Deadpool," uh, "follow Carnage" to hear blah blah blah. It's just kind of so weird. So it's like Deadpool's watching an uh, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> I, I guess it's very cartoony. Uh, so Deadpool follows Carnage as he escapes through various clues from his surroundings, which is kind of like where in the world is Carmen San Diego or where in the world is Carnage. Deadpool uh, steals a mini uh, Carnage steals a minivan and takes it to an abandoned ghost town. And the minivan has a uh, family in it and the kid in the back has the, the generic Spider-Man stuffed toy. Oh, God. Uh, and Deadpool, so they all get murdered. They do. They do. Wow. The, the, I, it, it's, it's like I've read it already. <laughs> the, the minivan... <laughs> is uh, blood-covered as Deadpool finds it, and he follows them, and he discovers uh, where Carnage went is a group of secret agents assigned to watch four symbiotes. Because the government said, hey, you know, we've got four symbiotes. I'm going to hire these uh, two minimum wage workers just to sit around and watch the tanks of goo bubble. <laughs> So that's basically, they built an underground uh, laboratory for two little uh, guys to sit around and watch these symbiotes. So anyway, Carnage kills the family and then cuts up Deadpool into small pieces. He de- decapitates him, he chops off his arms, etc. And in the fight, guess what happens, George? I know you haven't read this, but guess what happens during the fight in the underground secret lair with the four symbiotes? Deadpool gets better... What what do you think breaks in the middle of the fight? <laughs> wind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they break wind. I imagine there was some flatulence going on. But uh, no, the four containers that hold the four oh, okay, yeah. break, and uh, they are attracted to Deadpool's body, and they reform uh, on Deadpool as he's pulling himself together with his healing factor. And mm-hmm. uh, the, I forgot to mention in the minivan was a dog. <laughs> Car- Carnage killed the dog. So, uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm leading up to it. So, Deadpool reforms with the four symbiotes. Like an arm is a symbiote, another arm oh is a symbiote, God. another leg is a symbiote, oh another God. leg is a symbiote, and also one of the symbiotes. I don't know forms onto the dead dog. <laughs> So you have a strange symbiotic dog. And at the very last page, he was like, all right, let's go for round four to wrap this mini up. Okay? Uh, the prose, uh, Bugs Bunny-like fighting, I wrote. It's 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 humorous. Uh, it's not a serious comic. It's they got some Is it four bucks a month humorous? It's <laughs> That's the joke. Oh, wait, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, I like Deadpool and I like Carnage, so I, I'm okay with it. I like it. Deadpool too. Carnage, not so much. But I, it's 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 a harmless mini. If you like both characters, you could do a lot worse. Uh, it sounds it uh, sounds like a. I know. The uh, the con I wrote uh, not much meat for three ninety nine. <laughs> I said that at McDonald's. Uh, uh, <laughs> and who are the four symbiotes? They look familiar. They aren't addressed in the book. And I remember in the in the Venom miniseries back in the 90s, man, there were a ton of symbiotes. And I can't name all of them. They had action figures. And I think these are some of those. But yet, I don't. They, there wasn't a label on them. You know why? Uh, because the symbiote stuff is not that exciting. <laughs> That's why you can't well, remember it's, it. It's a carnage book. It's, uh, so you've got to have more symbiotes. <laughs> no. A C C plus out of me on this book. The Spider Man, the Spider Man brand could do with less symbiotes and less clones. <laughs> it just could. Who knows? I, I, right. I do. I know. For a fact, I'm telling you, it's an average book. C plus. It's not not horrible. It's not outstanding. Uh, it's about it. What do you got up next for us, George? Oh, I, I you've got way more than me. Aren't you going to? Do- well, no, we're doing. You do one. I do one. You and, do and one. then you finish it off with everything else that you have. I'm the closer, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> right. We're going to do Guardians uh, number 15, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. The reason it's a Spider-Man tie-in, because? Venom is on this team. There you go. And <laughs> It's weird, because we've had two months in a row now where Bendis has t- had to apologize <laughs> for things that have happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one, remember we talked last time about how they don't explain at all. Why Venom is how Venom is on this team? They have, there's like a little brief recap page saying, "Oh, and then the Avengers sent uh, Venom to space." Well, the thing is, it was addressed in the Free Comic Book Day. Right, read that. it was addressed in Free Comic Book Day, and I think it happened after Venom showed up in the comic. Yeah, it did. I think. And so Bendis apparently apologized for that and was like, "Yo, sorry. Yeah, that's that sucks. That's our bad." <laughs> now, in the next, in the next issue, in this month's issue. You've got Miss Marvel or uh, Captain Marvel on the cover. You've got Carol Danvers on the cover. Okay. And it's like this issue, Miss Marvel, and now Miss Marvel or something like that. And she's not in any part of the damn book. <laughs> Carol Danvers does not appear in this story. That's kind of a tease. Because originally she she was, but then they pulled her out. Because they wanted more drama to focus on what was happening with the individual members of the team. So if you bought this book thinking, hey, I'm a Warbird or I'm a Ms. Marvel slash Captain Marvel slash Warbird you know, slash Carol Danvers fan, this book may yeah. be pertinent to my interest. <laughs> you were mistaken. You were badly sir. mistaken. So Bendis has apologized for that as well. So we've gotten two apologies in two months where this book is related. This, I, I love this team. I love what Dan Abnett and Andy Landing did with this team. They made yeah. this team matter. They made this team significant and give a damn and made people pull for them. Bendis does, is not capable of that. He, he's, he just not. He, he, for whatever reason, he cannot find that hook that makes people give a damn and hold out for these characters. And I don't know what it is. I've got my gripes about Bendis as a writer. They are many. Um, there's a lot of people out there who are like me. There are many people who love 
what he does. There are people who love – I'm one of them. There I are like people that love that he pads for the trade, you know, um, whatever. He is a capable writer. All right. I mean, I, I have many gripes about the way he writes, but he is a talented, skilled writer. For whatever reason, he's it's just not working with this book. I I, I would concur in, in the fact that it's not a horrible book. I don't think it's working as it as it did as well as the Abnett and Lanning. No, uh, it, it's yeah. really not, and it and it yeah. it makes me miss their work even more. And they're by the way, they're not working together anymore. They've stopped. Working together no, they broke like up twenty years <laughs> or whatever. They the bromance is yeah. over or whatever. Um, so. It's it's sad. I mean, I I like this team. This this team is about to have it. I, the, the the movie hype is through the roof. Yeah. And in fact, I'm excited I, for the movie. I've gotten to the point now where I stopped watching things. Oh really? Yeah. Because <clears throat> you know this is like the thirty days of Guardians or whatever that they're doing in June. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they're doing like all kinds of character focuses and all kinds of little clips here and there, and I'm like, no. I, want to see, I don't want to see another frame until August first. Right. That's when I'll see this this whole this whole thing. And I think it's going to be glorious. Yeah, I do too. I just wish the book lived up to it. Yeah. And that's that, that's my overall what I'm going to say over about uh, about the book. And old Venom's not doing much. <laughs> but, uh, no, really, no reason for him to be no, in there. Really huh? not. He's yeah. really not. It, it's it the the only thing that, that Venom is here for is for Venom fans to buy it because it has Venom in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not shitting you. That's literally the only reason I can find yeah. that he's in here. Because mm-hmm. they give him F all to do in these books. <laughs> <clears throat> Last issue, he bought guns and got his ass kicked. This issue, yeah. he just got his ass kicked. <laughs> so if you're a Venom fan, you're going to buy it because Venom's in it, and then you're going to be pissed because all Venom does is get his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, and that's the Spider-Man connection. <laughs> Now, the overall story, you know, the Guardians have been captured. They've been split up, and each of them has been given to somebody who wants them. Like, Rocket Raccoon has been given over to the Kree, who are going to do experiments on him. Um, they gave Groot to the Brood, which was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. They gave uh, Drax to the Shi'ar, um, and they gave Gamora over to the Badoon. Mm-hmm. And they're all going through their own personal little hells. Hell, Groot got torn in half yeah. because the brood threw him out of a, one of those whale spaceships that they used out onto a planet where he broke apart on a rock. And even Rocket Raccoon was breaking. Yeah, even Rocket Raccoon. Him, I actually felt yeah. bad for. I mean, you could actually, me too. Actually, kind of got a. This is genuine terror from him, you know, yeah. in a moment. And that was the that was the best issue of the book. Which was sad because I don't I like Rocket and and all all yeah. the all the Kree need to die now, um, <laughs> but I mean over uh, and then Scrolls Scrolls uh, poses I don't know what is that the British Avengers who was that team Secret Defenders Secret Avengers who the hell knows there's so many damn teams now it's hard to keep up. <laughs> what was the question? What who were they what posing it? as? It had Captain Britain and it was somebody who I guess he used to know. Were they Thunderbolts or were they? Uh, and was it an Avengers team I haven't heard of or? I think you're talking about Secret Avengers, yeah. No, that's that's the uh, co-op or convert co-op. Well, the co- <laughs> the, co- the co- uh, you see now why the, the the Avengers now is the new X-Men. Oh, I agree on that. that how sad yeah. is that? This stuff is so jacked up now. Anyway, um, but they're actually scrolls, and they wind up 
kicked. <laughs> Venom gets his ass kicked by scrolls. There you go, Venom fans. <laughs> You're welcome. He's, he's been in two <laughs> issues of the book. He's gotten his ass kicked twice. Uh, <laughs> the review, this gets a C. Um, these characters, this book deserves better. This is just spinning its wheels, and Venom's only in here because they want Venom fans to buy it. There's no, there's no story reason for him to be there at all. Well, I think they're leading up to a symbiote storyline is what they're leading him up to, is what I guess, but it's going damn slow. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, what do I have next? Uh, issue number one of Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, basic, uh, this, uh, <clears throat> the shield, I'll give you the synopsis. Shield is shutting down after the Galactus mess where Kitty Pride punched him in the face. Insert laughter from George. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so basically, Shield is shutting down. They said, screw it. We can't take on Galactus. We're done. So we're closing all the containment facilities to hold special criminals like Norman Osborn. So you see these two janitor, those two security guys, like, here you go, I'm transforming Norman Osborn over to you, here you go. And all the, the criminals that S.H.I.E.L.D. held are being transferred to federal prisons. Because, you know, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, and uh, you, you see little uh, small word balloons next to Norman. Uh, in this containment field, and, and uh, the security guard says, "Good luck." And he's, "What? What is he saying?" He's like, "You're gonna burn. You're gonna burn." And that's what uh, Norm is, is uh, whispering to himself or saying. And then cut to uh, two strange-looking villains stealing some items from an office supply store, an office, or I don't know what the hell they're stealing. It never was really established, but they look similar to Spider-Man. Uh, then cut to uh, Miles is k- uh, kissing Katie Bishop. Katie Bishop is uh, uh, the Hawkeye and the Six One Six, isn't she? Sure. I th- okay. Do you not- are you not? I think, <laughs> I think she is. I could be wrong. I don't read the Hawkeye book, but uh, I think she's the from New Avengers. Katie Bishop. I, I don't know. I, yes, I yes. I, I just I can't keep up it. with the six trillion Avengers titles right now. Okay. I can't. Anyway. Katie Bishop uh, in the Ultimate Universe is Miles' girlfriend, and she's wondering where he's been. You know, he's he's struggling with his uh, w- hiding his identity of Spider-Man to his girlfriend, and and uh, it's classic Peter Parker Spider-Man problem. Uh, and then he checks uh, every day at his old apartment to see if his dad's returned, because during the Galactus mess up, uh, his dad blamed Miles for his wife's death. And uh, Miles revealed to his dad that he was Spider-Man. He's got to go save the city, and his dad up and disappeared. He doesn't know where it went. So anyway, of course, uh, Norman Osborn's being transported to the federal prisons. And, of course, something goes wrong. The uh, transport vehicle blows up. He turns into the Hulk Goblin. Ugh. <laughs> and uh, cut back to Miles. He's texting Mary Jane that they need to talk. And they discuss if he should reveal to his girlfriend the truth that he's really Spider-Man. And Mary Jane says, you should only do it if you think she's the one. And um, it was a nice little Mary Jane, uh, Miles Morales moment. I like that the two are confiding in each other. And and Mary Jane talks about how I'm glad that Peter did reveal who he was because I wouldn't have wanted to know that after he was dead. It would have just ruined things a bit, Mary Jane reveals. So, uh, again, uh, Miles goes back to his apartment, and he finds 
someone standing in the hallway, and he he thinks he should put on his mask, but he doesn't. And he goes, and the stranger in the hallway turns, and it's Peter Parker. And he says, I think it's time for me to get back into the game. And Miles is just shocked because Peter Parker's dead. So this is either a clone or a strange, uh, odd, odd universal thing going on. If this, was, if this was really Peter, it we would have been hearing about it for months in CBR already. <laughs> uh, the prose of this book, the drama and the conflict of Miles, is classic Spider-Man storyline. Uh, he's got girlfriend problems. He's got father problems. That's classic. Uh, that's every. That's a common. Classic story. meaning we've already seen it with the original character. No, it <laughs> classic in that is what Spider-Man story is about: drama and uh, life struggles interfering with the superheroics. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, seeing Mary Jane help Miles. I like he has a confidant in uh, Gwen Stacy and uh, Mary Jane, and also Aunt May, etc. Uh, the art was beautiful. Uh, just a beautiful looking artwork in this book. The cons, of course, the Goblin Hulk. Hate that look, hate that look, hate that look. But I'm happy Norman Osborn is back to go after Miles. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, right, right. Take me back. What? You hate that. You hate the, the fire throwing Hulk, Hulk Goblin clone. Yes, I hate the I hate the Goblin, okay. but I like Norman Osborn. If that makes any. You sense. understand they're the same thing. No, one is a man, one is a goblin. It's the, it's, the same, it's the same dude, though. That's like me saying I like Peter Parker, but I hate Spider-Man is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's the same dude. <laughs> same dude, Brad. I know. Grade A. I like this book a lot. Great start. One of the best books Marvel puts out consistently. Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man. Loved it. Mm. Okay, your turn. You've got... Superior foes, I think. Super, oh, we're not ending with superior foes. Oh, you, here I can do one more. I can do one more. You want to close with superior yeah. foes? So I can. That's why I was I was begging to, and you were like, Haha, "No, I run the show, bitch." <laughs> Don't remember saying that, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> you may have not used those exact words, but uh, yeah, roundabout way, bitch. Uh, <laughs> like we're on Breaking Bad now. Uh, all right, Pinkman. Uh, <laughs> I've got one more Deadpool annual number two. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> Don't you like I Deadpool? I love Deadpool, but I mean, it's so stupid now. He's everywhere. So just fight uh, a chicken, and then he goes to a chicken farm, and then all the chickens are dead, and then, then there's symbiotes. Then, then he busts his nuggets. Then, then, then somebody's got a, a coat of nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cover of this is pretty c- clever. It's uh, Deadpool in a Spider-Man costume with his mask up. Kind of kind of saying, shh, I've got Spider-Man's costume. Anyway, uh, the are breaking that down for me, Brad. I'm like, what's like an good, audio show? Like, it's an audio show. They can't. I gotta. I gotta paint a picture with my like voice. I right? the math on that. <laughs> it's my show, bitch. All right. <laughs> you actually made me say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the synopsis of this one: Spidey's going nuts. He's been beating up random people on the streets, thinking that they're the chameleon. He's at his wits' end. <laughs> Spider-Man is just bitch-slapping everybody. He's like, are you the chameleon? No. Are you the chameleon? No. Evidently, his spider sense isn't working, and he's paranoid after days of chasing the chameleon. Because the chameleon keeps on sneaking up behind him and stabbing him in the neck, and he, and he can't go home because of his fear of revealing his secret identity. So he's paranoid about the chameleon. So the chameleon's stabbing Spider-Man in the neck? S- yes. It's, 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 he goes, ah! 
several times. Ah! He just can't predict when the chameleon is going to attack. He's literally stabbing Spider-Man in the neck. In the neck, several times. With a, with a knife. Not, yes. Yes. But he seems to be okay with it, honestly, in this book. <laughs> because, you know, Deadpool's like the Bugs Bunny of the Marvel Universe. Oh, so this is, a, okay, so this is actually Deadpool as, no. as Spidey. No, no, this is the real Peter Parker Spider-Man. So, so Chameleon is really stabbing Peter Parker in the neck. Yes, several, yes, yes. Okay, so he runs into Deadpool, and Deadpool says, you know what, here's what we'll do. Since your spider sense is broke, I will trade you costumes. And that way, the Chameleon can come after me, and I've got a healing factor, and I can take these stabs in the neck. And so... Uh, well, apparently so can Spidey. Evidently, if it's yes. happened several guess, times, it has. So uh, the fun of this book is Deadpool enjoying the life of Spider-Man, and he's learning how to web sling, and he's just having fun in the costume, and uh, also he runs into random animal-themed villains, which is very much a Spider-Man theme. You know, the rhino, the the vulture, uh, etc. And he comes up against a new Spider-Man animal-themed villain called the Ma-Aster. <laughs> the Ma-Aster. He's like a snake. Uh, and um, Deadpool has a, f- a few funny lines making fun of that the word ass is in his name. So that's, that's, oh my that's, God. that's kind of fun. Uh, so the chameleon finally tracks down Deadpool Spider-Man. And he stabs uh, Deadpool and... Uh, and Spidey comes to the rescue, dressed as Deadpool, and rescues Spidey slash Deadpool. And uh, they web up the chameleon, and the chameleon finally talks about getting even with Spider-Man. That's why he's been tracking him for days. He's getting even for capturing the Sinister Six in the uh, Superior Team-Up book, you know, when Ock was Spidey. <clears throat> and uh, he says, because you thought you were so superior and his new webs uh, led... Uh, the the superior Spider-Man, which was Ock, left trace radiation in the webs when he was swinging around town. And that's how Chameleon was able to track Spider-Man so easily. Okay. Yeah, so that's Chameleon getting even for being in a, in a cell for months because of Ock. Uh, the prose, uh, good humor comic I wrote. It's fun. Deadpool had some very funny lines, as he always does. <laughs> I love Deadpool and Spider-Man's suit learning how to... Uh, web sling and and uh, running into random Spider-Man problems that he always does. Uh, the chameleon was fun. I liked that he was actually a threat in this. You know, he kept stabbing people in the neck. Uh, I also liked that it tied into the current storyline and addressed the uh, the Spider-Man team-up issues. Uh, also, I also liked that the annual didn't suck. Usually, if you pay five <laughs> bucks for annual. The annuals generally suck. I mean, they generally do. Even going back to the 80s, the annuals often sucked. Yeah, but when they were good, they were awesome. <laughs> they were, yeah, exactly. But this one didn't they can't. Suck. They can't all be Avengers Annual Number 10. Right, they aren't. <laughs> um, the cons, uh, the $4.99 cover price <laughs> is what I wrote. I mean, this is just, you're, you're buying a Deadpool comic with Spider-Man in it. It's going to be funny. Uh, and this one uh, was that. Who so, wrote this? A, who was the guy that wrote Spider-Man gets stabbed in the neck a lot? <laughs> I'm going to have to pull it out. I've never heard of the guy. Chris Hastings? I've never heard of the guy. That, that, that I tells have you right off the bat everything you need to know. 
Chris Hastings wrote it. I'm giving it an A minus. If you like Deadpool, if you like Spider Man, so 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 Spider Man gets stabbed in the neck repeatedly, and he, and he <laughs> treats that like. Let me. I've got the book in front of me. Let me see what he gets stabbed in the neck with. I asked Look, you if I, it was a knife, and you said yes. Well, that's what I remember. It's what I wrote in my notes. Let me see here. Let's see, Spider Man. Where? Oh, there he is. Ah, okay. I'm, I apologize, listeners and George. It is more of a needle. It's more of like a syringe. That's so what's that's he injecting what? him with, or is he just stabbing him with a needle? Well, that that maybe it's it, maybe it's something to throw his spider sense off. Okay, that because that, that wouldn't make sense. Otherwise, it's stupid. Otherwise, I'm like, what's the point of stabbing him in the neck with a needle? Well, I'm looking at because I remember several scenes. Okay, no, that okay. Here we go. He got stabbed in a knife in the second page in the gut. So that's one stab. Okay, and then uh, again, he got stabbed in the uh, gut again on that same page with a knife. And then so, he got stabbed. So Spider-Man has been stabbed in the abdomen twice. Yes, by the chameleon. And I guess the syringe was another chameleon cut. Uh, yeah. Uh, that um, Okay. Couple knives and again a syringe. That doesn't make any damn sense. Oh, here's another shot. What does? Oh, he he uh, hits Deadpool slash Spidey with a syringe also. Oh, that's weird. In one panel it's a syringe. In the other panel it's a knife. <laughs> I never know. Okay. All right. I'm 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 fixing my my grade down to a B. That that just sounds like a confusing big bunch of bullshit. It is. Uh, it, it is confusing. I'm, I'm going to give it a B instead of an A minus, like I originally had in my notes. I mean, but even I mean, Spider-Man has has really really great recuperative powers, and he recovers from injuries pretty he well. Does. Um, getting stabbed in the in the abdomen a couple of times and in the neck that those are different things. <laughs> he's not Wolverine. No, he's not. All right, but I I recommend the book. It's a fun humor book. Go pick oh, it up. Yeah. We're closing with Superior. We're Fellows. closing with a good book. Which has an odd publishing schedule. <laughs> which, which has a weird schedule that we oh, hope man. is fixed now. I hope. Yeah. So, see, Brad, what I think what I think happened with this book. Yeah. Because you know we had two months of fill-ins. Actually, we had two months of fill-ins, and then this book was delayed. So really, in, I think in three months we had two books. Yeah. I think that's maybe what that breaks down to. It feels like there wasn't. A, I don't. I don't think they expect to go past issue. No, 12. I think they expected to cancel this as of issue twelve. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why we had the two fill-ins, and then they were like, okay, or or at least as of thirteen, and they were like, okay, well we're going to extend because now we know that it's going to keep going. Yeah. We've been told now that it goes to fifteen and and further. Now they they came out in the flat out said it's just going to go. It, it's an ongoing now, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I mean the the solicits have said again we're not canceled. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. But I, I expect a reboot or a number one coming up. As oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing, I mean, amazing foes or we something. We know this book's going to get to 15, and 15 is long in the tooth for the new Marvel now. For oh, Marvel yeah. now, get, that, that, that can't – no. You've got to put a new it, number one on that bitch you know, stat. Yeah, it can't drive. Tom Forever go is going home every night and driving in traffic and gritting his teeth saying, I cannot believe <laughs> – I can't believe how high the superior foes have gotten. That's over a year. Yeah. It might as well be an 80-year-old man. How can this be fresh? 
I, one of my favorite quotes from the past podcast, I think Kevin said, "If Bendis has written two issues of Amazing or Avengers number eight twice, yeah, or something like that. That's a problem. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so this this book actually picks up from the story um, that stopped off with what was it? Ten, no, number nine. What issue of Superior Foes is it again? Uh, this is number twelve. At the end of nine is where this picks up on because the two fill-in issues had jack all to do with what happened after number nine, and that was such a distraction because those fill-in issues, while they had some good moments, were were subpar compared to the regular team. So we've had to wait now, what, two and a half months to find out what happened or three months after what happened after number nine. I'm on the Marvel website right now, and this was released June 4th. Uh, which uh, just a few days ago, and the last issue, number 11, was released April 9th. So we waited two months for it, yeah. Yeah, and that, and that readers, because I reviewed this for the front page, and Brad mm-hmm. sent me a note. I've had a lot of family commitments lately that, I've, that have been taking up almost all of my time. Mm-hmm. And, and so Brad actually sent me a message this week and was like, dude, did you review Superior number 12? And I was like, I did not. And I did not do number 11 either. Right. We don't know when this thing's published. Yeah, we, I mean, we don't know when it comes out. Anymore. I didn't expect yeah. it when I went to the comic book shop. Yeah. I was like, you know, which is an infrequent thing for me now because of my new schedule. And I walked in and was like, oh, this is out now. But no, I didn't. Which isn't, I, I don't think, a good thing for a book that uh, doesn't sell very well to begin with if the readers don't know when they should go pick no, it up. No, it's been confusing because not everyone yeah. who was reading this book and enjoying it follows Twitter. <laughs> or, or follow, you know, or even reach the Marvel yeah. website, or you know, to even know what's going on with this. Hopefully, they they've inquired about it at their local store, and the, and their local shop can tell them. You'd be surprised about how many shops you go into, and and I know for I know info that I've read online that the that mm-hmm. that the comic book owners don't know, or that the shop owners can't tell me. Well, it looks like if if you go by, by what the Marvel dot com website says. This number twelve was released June fourth, and the number thirteen is scheduled for July 9th, twenty fourteen. So it looks like they're on some sort of schedule. Well, I mean, now, now that now that, now that they know that they're ongoing, and we, you know, hopefully it's yeah. just it's just Spencer and Lieber from here on out. Yeah. Because when they don't do this book, there's no point in that book coming out that month. I I agree. <laughs> but anyway, give me give me the rundown. All right, so we're picking up from number nine. Yeah. Um. Where <laughs> we just ignore the other two issues. <laughs> yeah, where Overdrive and the Beetle have finally caught up with uh, with Fred with Boomerang, and for purposes of our story, I am going to refer to Boomerang from here on out as Fred, just because damn, it's fun to call him Fred. <laughs> you can tell I like a character when I call him when I start calling him by the first name, like the way I do Miss Marvel. I just yeah. call her Carol. I call almost right. any time I talk about Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel or. You don't say Peter Parker very often. No. Yeah, yeah, I you Spidey do. more often than not. Yeah. But so, you know, but uh, yeah, so Fred, they find Fred. Yeah. They find Fred on a bus full of school children who are all armed with katanas and ninja stars and all kinds of cool stuff. Because <laughs> comics. Because comics. Well, they actually do a little bit of explaining in here, but it's it's, it's like real quick stuff. You know, and, and, and Fred's trying to laugh it off because he's like, I don't want them to come after me. And they're like, enough of this. You've double-crossed us at every turn. You know, we're, you've put our lives in jeopardy. And he's like, ah, no, man, it wasn't me. It was the chameleon because it worked with the owl. <laughs> you know, when he, when he told the owl yeah. this, it, it worked. Blaming everything on the chameleon worked. 
So he just doesn't hear it. No, I'm serious. It's the chameleon. But they're not buying it. They're not buying his story. But before they can, you know, before they can pound him or before they can yell at him more, here comes the owl to actually say, actually, he's true. You know, what he's saying is true because he, because Fred duped them the same way. Right. Or he duped the owl the same way. So the owl's like, no, no, no. He's serious. This is the chameleons behind this. I may have a job for y'all. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so suddenly Beetle and Overdrive are over being mad at Fred. Well, not over being mad at Fred. They're still mad at Fred. But now they're like, okay, well, if there's a job in it. Meanwhile, across town, at every, you know, stereotypical depiction of an Italian restaurant ever, <laughs> Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> from Billy Joel, if you will. You got Hammerhead. And what was that? Yeah. Uh, evidently, a pop-up window decided to cameo on the podcast and just start talking. It was weird. I was like, "You're the only dude in your house." What's going? <laughs> is, it, is this a ghost thing? Do I need to call the ghost? <laughs> no. Who are you going to call? Exterminator. Sorry. Oh, oh my <laughs> that, re- referencing another podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So you've got Hammerhead. Who is, I guess, the de facto leader of the Magia now, since uh, no one can find Silvermane's head, <laughs> right. which is with the shocker. But they're talking to Hydroman, who's helping himself to a plate of pasta, um, and basically telling them, "Look, I, I know where, where Silvermane's head is." And you know, Hammerhead's like the old man. Oh, I got It's like it's like Hammerhead has issues living in Silvermane's shadow. Yeah, you know, so he's like wrestling internally with all these issues, and it's 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 the way he acts is kind of weird. He's like, I've got to be tough in front of my boys, but at the same time, I want to be my own man. But hey, it's still you know, it's still Silvermane. So Hydroman's playing this off like, look, yeah, look, Shocker's got him. Shocker's totally sold out, or uh, Hydroman's totally sold out. Shocker. So I don't I don't know the movie night's going to happen from here on out. <laughs> I think movie night's well, over. Well, he he left through the can, didn't he? That's yeah, he left through the toilet, and and it, what's funny. Yeah. Is is Hammerhead's like okay we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna take us to the shocker and we're gonna get Silvermane's head back you're coming with us and hey fellows don't let him take any trips to the toilet or anything <laughs> and I'm like okay first of all you're Hammerhead and and you're actually a tough you're 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 a good villain yeah you have goons that you're just gonna throw with Hydroman now Hydroman is 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 a is a D list villain all right maybe a C list he's a C list villain. He's not horrible. But he can still turn into water and pound normal people. Right. And all you've done to guard him is is put dudes with guns on him. <laughs> <coughs> That's not going to work. Brainiac. No. The the bullets are going to go right through the water. But it does work, and Hydro Man is even scared. He's like, oh, God, no, I'm, you know, no, Hammerheads turn the tables on me. And I'm like, you're made of water, asshole. <laughs> Literally, what are they going to do? Sh- shoot you? How can you destroy water? You evaporate them. They're not going to shoot you. The bullets don't do yeah. anything. You're made of water. I'll repeat that again in case you're that dumb and you don't understand your own powers. <laughs> you're made of water. Yeah. You know? Anyway. <laughs> um, so, Fred, Fred is plotting the next gig on how they're going to steal the doom painting from the chameleon again. Okay? Right. And you get another spread like you did like so many issues ago where they're sewing like the secret base. Oh, that's You know, cool. like it's a double spread thing, you know, and like there's dogs yeah. and then there's a massive iguana. Nice. And then there's goons and then there's a room with giant knives coming out of the, the roof in the hallway. 
Funny, funny bit. Yeah. Then there's just a shark. There's a shark in water in the next room. And then there's like uh, Soviets with missile launchers. And then the next room there's more goons. And then there's giant, you know, those those Russian dolls where there's like a smaller doll inside them. Yeah, you know, I forget what they're, I forget what they're I called. I forget what they're but, called uh, too, but here they're filled with spiders. Right. And they're massive. And another room, it's like Bill Clinton and one of those uh, sci-fi aliens. You know, this uh, this alien's actually from a movie, and I, I forgot what the movie was called. It's from the fifties. Um, and then in the next room, there's the I, I don't know what this is. It's a picture of of, of Vladimir Lenin from Russia <laughs> and and mummies with Lenin's head. Like three mummies with Lenin's head. So I don't know what that is. Then the next Matryoshka dolls, maybe? Yeah, sure. That works for me. Russian nesting dolls, according to Wikipedia. Okay, go. (laughs) For for our Russian (laughs) listeners who are wondering, I can't think of that toy. There you go. And then the next room is like some sort of sweat (laughs) room with like, uh, looks like tubby Yakuza guys who have tattoos and, you know, and they're fanning themselves to flowers. The next room is some sort of laser ray room that just blows everything up. And then the next room is the painting. Uh, is the, it has the Doom painting and um, and uh, I guess Chameleon's uh, personal computer. So that's the that's the two page spread. I, I this is great for the giant iguana, the giant shark, the Bill Clinton, <coughs> the Lenin. Right. Sounds sounds fun. So anyway, um, they're plotting this thing, and then Speed Demon finally shows back up. Yeah. He wasn't there, and then they're like, hey, you know, have you been crying? He's like, no. And then there's a sad thing where he's like all sad, and he's, his thought bubble is that, that little puppy from like the first couple of issues. <laughs> so I guess something horrible happened to the puppy. I guess we'll find out about that in another fill-in issue in three or four issues. I, I hope not. <laughs> and then the owl steps back in, and he's like, you know, hey, somebody's here to see you, and it's Fred's girlfriend, whose name we still don't know. She comes in, punches him, and then says, don't ever call me again. And then she leaves. So I don't know if we're ever going to see her again or not. I, I have no idea. She was one of the things I enjoyed the most about the book, though. Yeah. The, the moments with her and Fred have actually been really fun. So I hope I hope we haven't seen the last of her. Anyway, um, so the owl, you know, the owl is basically like, look, you know, to pull this, pull off this kind of job, we're going to need more people. So now we're the sinister sixteen. <laughs> And he introduces him, you know, he takes him into the next room, and there's all of these spare villains from across the Marvel Universe. We got Shriek. Oh, there's Shriek, yeah. We got Man Mountain Marco. Oh, there you go. We got Mirage. Oh, yeah. I know who Mirage is. Right? I already said Armadillo, didn't I? No. Yeah, Armadillo is next to Man Mountain. We got the Human Fly. Remember him? Yes, from Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 10. Yeah, except now he's that messed up, you know, fly version. Because right. the skirt <laughs> shot him, and then he became a fly. Okay. Um, the squid is in there. Oh, the god, the squid, okay. Spot. Oh, the, the underrated villain I like, Spot, yes. Right, you got Kangaroo. <laughs> you got Scorcher. Yeah. Cyclone. Okay. The Bi-Beast. I know you know who the Bi-Beast oh. is. <laughs> right? The Hulk villain, yes. And Clown. Clown? I don't know Clown. Clown is just a clown. He was really... <laughs> How anticlimactic is that? The original Clown. At first, clown. At first I wondered if this was Obnoxio the Clown. You, you remember back when... Yeah, that was from, an X from Crazy? Yeah. Marvel's yes. version of uh, Cracked and Mad? 
Yes, and they teamed up with the X Men yeah. for an issue. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just clown. Uh, the the original clown, the first clown, clown, you know, parentheses one, was actually uh, part of the Circus of Crime. Um, okay. This clown um, is a different clown. In the Marvel Universe, so this, secret identity is clown. This D-list yeah. villain ha- is already a legacy. <laughs> We're on the second generation of clown. Of clown, yeah, that's funny. So, but he's in here now. So the Sinister Sixteen all set off to, to storm Chameleon's base, and they do, and they actually show them fighting through some of the some of the stuff that we actually saw in the two-page spread, uh, including the iguana. That's funny. And they get Armadillo just ham-handed people. I mean, this is. I feel bad for whoever the hell it is Armadillo's beating the hell out of. And Chameleon's not ready for this for this to go down at all. They're taken <laughs> completely by surprise by this. You actually have a really, really cool page where all this carnage is going on. The Sinister 16 are, are just beating the hell out of everybody. And Fred's just walking through it. And he's, you know, the narration is like, this is you winning, Fred Myers. Congratulations, <laughs> you earned it. Nice. Nice. You know, so they're you know they're still fighting. The Sinister Sixteen are all to the base, taking out Chameleon's uh, goons and Chameleon's traps. So Fred's going after the painting, but then he sees Mirage in the hallway, and Mirage is like, "Hey, quick! I saw the Chameleon. He went this way." And then Fred suddenly, you know, a light bulb goes off in his head, and he decks Mirage because he knows Mirage is actually who. I have no idea what, who Mirage's real identity is. <laughs> it turns out Chameleon was posing as Mirage. Oh, there you go. And now, that, now, Mirage actually went in with him. Now, is Chameleon stabbing him in the neck at all? <laughs> no, no. Unlike, unlike your story, this story makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it's a funny story, and, it, and yeah. it makes more sense. Okay. Okay. So, you know, yeah, he's taking Mirage's place, and he, like, he's got Mirage knocked out and in, in the next room, like, uh, tied up to a chair. Um, mm-hmm. So Chameleon gets knocked out, which is funny because you have Boomerang take out Chameleon. And Chameleon has been someone who recently in the Spider-Man comics has actually given Spider-Man a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But here, Fred just knocks him out. Fred didn't even hit with a boomerang. Fred just punches him. There you go. And Chameleon's down. Then Overdrive finds Fred, and he's like, you know, no, I'm, I'm going with you. You know, you're not going to double-cross us this time. And then he sees the Doom painting. He's like, oh, my God, it's real. The Doom painting is real. You know? Right. And Fred's like, yeah, that's it. And then Overdrive grabs it and says, I'm taking it, later loser. And he runs out of the room. Like, he's double-crossing them now. Mm-hmm. And he runs off. Fred is thinking the entire time, that's fine, because I know that that painting is actually a fake. Then he spins Mirage in a chair just to be an asshole. You know, like real fast, and Mirage is just going in circles and getting dizzy. And then, and, But then he's like sitting there in front of Chameleon's computer. You know, and I don't know if he's going to access Chameleon's computer or what, because we shift to the shocker. Right. You know, and you've got Silvermane's head still talking shit to him. You know, calling him a nobody, and Shocker's just, you know, second-guessing himself. And then, you know, he's like, look, you know, you let that Hydro Man get out of here. How can you be a criminal? You know, what are you anyway? You're a nobody. So Shocker's like, yeah, i got to get out of town. i got to get out of this room. We're, we're leaving. So he grabs uh, Silvermane's head, puts him in a bowling bag. You know, he's like, no, it smells like butt cheeks in here. He actually says that. Silvermane's in horror as the bag is getting zicked up. No, it's, and he says it smells like butt cheeks in here. 
<laughs> and then um, Shocker's getting so pissed off. You know, he's like, look, I tried being a team player. I tried being a nice guy. You know, that didn't work out. They, they want the real me. That's fine. He throws the bowling ball out of the window. And it bounces off into the street in front of all of Hammerhead's men's, you know, his men's, his men's <laughs> in front of Hammerhead's men as they're all getting their guns ready to go storm upstairs. And yeah. that is where the issue ends. So you end with Chameleon defeated and, the, and Overdrive stealing the painting and Hammerhead about to storm uh, Shocker's apartment to try to get, um, try to get uh, Silvermane's head back. And I think... I think we're about to see, like, Shocker take a level on Badass. Well, it's nice to have the book back because those two issues in between were just rough. Yeah, and it's a funny book. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your grade on it? I, I, gave, it, I gave this one an A-. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, again, it's one of the better Spider-Man titles coming out. It's just I wish that we hadn't had those two months off. Yeah. Those two months off really killed the momentum. Okay, time to tackle two episodes of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon in this review show. What do we got, George? All right, uh, we've got Season 1, Episode 11, Venom Attack, because apparently half the uh, episodes of Season 1 were Venom. Um, (laughs) Season 2, Episode 23, Return of the Sinister Six. Okay, what do you want to start with first? Well, we'll start with Season 1 first. Uh, Okay. uh, It starts off with Bat-Rock, who's stolen... So I love it when they start off with Bat-Rock. Oh, yeah, I I have seen this. Because, you know... Those moments are funny to me because they held Bat huh? Bat Rock was in the Captain America well, movie. Well, they just they make fun of the French so much, <laughs> you know. And that's one thing I like about these cartoons. I hate breaking the fourth wall. I hate all the little chibi crap with the little spite, fat spidey dudes, the chibi stuff, as we now know that they're called. Um, there's so much I don't like about these, but the fact that that they're so willing and able to just you know. Piss all over the French at the drop of a dime? Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> so anyway, so Batrock uh, stole some loot or something, and then he sees the black-suited Spider-Man. You know, in the in, in this cartoon, the last time we saw that it was it was Harry. Uh, and uh, so Batrock thinks it's spi- it, or he thinks that it's Spider-Man. You know, he tries to surrender, and and you know, Black Spidey, black suit Spidey, just totally beats the living crap out of out of Batrock. So the Daily Bugle. Uses that to attack Spider-Man, saying that uh, Spider-Man's gone rogue and he's beaten up an innocent man, a poor innocent man. You know, right? Where we've already known we've established Batrock as a criminal in several episodes of this show already. <laughs> anyway, um, so you got Jameson. At one point, Jameson rages about how if the cops aren't allowed to use violence, why should they let Spidey do it? Right. Now I want to I want to repeat that. <laughs> Jameson rages and says. If they don't allow cops to use violence, why let Spidey do it? Brad, you, you're, a, you're a learned man. You're, right. you're a man who covers news stories yeah. locally. You know, you, you've seen emergency situations. Yeah. Um, you, you've been around cops. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do cops have? What do they, they, what do they carry like, like on their side? Hmm, maybe uh, guns. They have pistols that they're trained yeah. to do what with? Uh, to shoot to people shoot. in case of emergencies or there's protection. To shoot people, right? Yes, what is, yeah. What do they have in, in most of their cop cars? Uh, CB, I mean, uh, they can communicate with other police officers. They have shotguns. Oh, okay. Well, almost every cruiser has a shotgun. I didn't know where you were going with that. Okay, yes, they have shotguns. Yes. What do they? What do they? A lot of them wear something else on the other side uh, that's not the gun. What is that? 
either a nightstick or a taser. It's like, it's like a big baton. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, as soon as I'm watching this cartoon, it's like we don't we don't let cops do violence, and I'm like, son, that's that's what we hire them for. <laughs> they're they're there to do violence to the people who want to do violence to us. That's that's the police, thank God. You know, and yep. I'm like, so that I was laughing. I was like, huh? How <laughs> kind of hippie wrote this? What they, maybe they were referencing the cops of the 1990s cartoon where they couldn't hit anybody. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. But I'm like. Yeah, dude, that's what cops do. God bless them. They're they're they're, they're there to protect. Yes, us. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah. and I just, I just thought that was funny. So you know, Spidey sees all this and he's like, "Well, I know I didn't beat up Batrock, so it must be somebody else." And Harry is sick at school, and Spidey's like, "Oh, it's the Venom thing again." But Harry's like, "No, I, I swear it's not the Venom thing." And so of course it is the Venom thing. <laughs> You know, because the Venom symbiote that came out of the toilet earlier in right. the season. Yeah, yes, yeah. And you have uh, you have Harry venoming out or busting out. I, I, I don't know what, what, you know, going from small to big Venom. Right. You know, <clears throat> anyway, uh, inside Norman's office. And he goes after Norman, which is it's weird because, like, he wants to kill Norman. But Norman, this is like for the first time, Norman really admires Harry. You know, and I'm like, what, a what weird, is weird, weird? What is Christmas like in their family? You know, <laughs> what'd you get, Dad? <sighs> yeah, we got we got him some medication. <laughs> I, got, I got you a Thorazine drip, Pop. There you go. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, so um, oh oh, Dad got me a pumpkin. What? Boom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so so Spidey manages to um. To save Norman from Venom, because at one point Venom picks Norman up and throws him out of the office, you know, window out of the skyscraper. Right, he didn't care. And, and, and Norman's like Norman's falling to his doom, and he's like, "I've never been so proud of my son." <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> my boy you know. And he escapes, but you know, Spidey saves him. Of course. Yes. Uh, anyway, the uh, you know the the Fury assembles the the Spidey teen Spider teens, the the super super Spider buddies. teens go for super it. buddies. Or whatever the hell they're called. Spider bugs. Yeah, uh, to go out and get Venom. Uh, but he grounds Spidey because he can tell that Spider-Man knows who Venom is, but he won't tell him. And of course, and he won't because he's protecting Harry. Right. <clears throat> so Fury sends the Spidey team out without Spider-Man to get Venom. Uh, and he, but he grounds Spidey. And of course, that's not going to stop Spidey because it's Spidey. Right? Yeah. So they, the Spidey team, rushes off to to head off Venom when they get a report, but they find out that Spider-Man has webbed their exit tunnels. Apparently, they have like some kind of Voltron base where they where they go through tunnels to get into their vehicles or whatever. That's the first time we've ever seen this. And I'm like, because cartoons, because they they kick the Morlocks out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and but their tunnels are all webbed up, so they're all stuck in their tunnels and they're webbed up. You know, um, we have a lot of Spider-Man breaking the fourth wall in this episode, which is always distracting. Again, this would make more sense if it was a Deadpool cartoon, but you couldn't really do a Deadpool cartoon for kids. Well, he, he was too busy getting stabbed by the chameleon that month. Right, so. yeah. yeah. So uh, so the, the team finally catches up with Spidey, right? and, they, and they try to help take Venom down. Spider-Man winds up fighting Venom while also fighting his team <laughs> to stop them from, from hurting Harry. Um and but you know it doesn't stop White Tiger from getting a sample of Venom. Uh, she apparently has the capability to capture, you know, samples of stuff in her claws. 
Okay. You know, and I'm like, okay, I don't understand how it doesn't crack every time you hit somebody, but whatever. Comics. Yeah. <coughs> Her too. Yeah. <laughs> so they meet up later at the school, and Spidey, you know, divulges Harry's secret to them, you know, because he, he realizes, you know, it's going to be easier if I involve the team, and I should trust them. I should trust them with this if, if we really want to get this done, you know. Yeah. Um, even though he wants to save Harry at the same time. <clears throat> and, but then the team keeps the entire secret from Fury. You know, and Fury's pissed off about it. Of course, Fury, Fury's pissed Is it a day ending and why Fury's pissed off? <laughs> anyway, so Venom attacks the school. The Spidey team keeps him busy while Spidey tries to come up with a formula to cure Harry. You know, because I love how in this show they just try to do complex science on the fly. Yeah. Dr. Octopus did it trying to defeat Norman, you know, in, in one episode. Remember when they sent Norman to space? Right, yeah. To prison in space. Right. All this other crap. Um, I, so they do, you know, because science. Science is just, oh, I'll just real quick. Give me give me 30 <laughs> seconds, and I'll whip up this complex formula, you know, that people today can't actually do, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, because that's how science happens, just in 30 seconds on the fly. Yes. Anyway, so Venom climbs a tower at the school and winds up getting hit by lightning. Of course. Which gives them enough time, you know, because he's clobbering the team. But Spidey shoots Venom with the anti-venom and, and bam, Harry's cured. Um, I'm so tired of clones and I'm so tired of symbiotes. I'm just beaten down with it. We Tonight we talked all about symbiotes and how many books yeah. that, you, that you just reviewed, right? I mean – Right. Both the or you know this, we've had several episodes of this cartoon now, season one, where we've had it's symbiote related stuff. I'm so tired of, of Spider-Man's universe having to have symbiotes, having to have clones. You know, I just, I'm, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm beaten down with it. I understand. Um, I, I still hate the fact that it takes a team of heroes to stop Spidey villains. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. So, you okay? Yeah, I'd take a drink. <clears throat> okay. I just talked for an extended amount of time. Yeah, I'd take a drink. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> Breathe. Anyway, I give this review uh, a C minus. Okay. Or, or, or I give this cartoon. I don't give this review. I give, I give the review an F, but I give the, <laughs> I give the episode a C minus. You just did an average job of that review, so I'm giving you no, a C on no, that review. <laughs> it, it's, it's weird. You know, we talk about with, – with this show – the the yeah. episodes that are good really stand out mm-hmm. because you're so used to these episodes not being good. You know what I mean? Of the cartoon, yeah. And yeah. so, like, it makes like remember that that one episode where it was uh, Spidey and MJ and the Hulk and Zacks. Yeah, from the point of view from the video camera, it was very good. It's creative. That, yeah. To me, that and the Guardians of the Galaxy episodes were the two best episodes of this whole series. And they really yeah. stand out because they don't suck. Yeah, and there, there's not as much spider friends in it either. No, the spider friends really get in the way. There needs to be just Spidey. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I can't get back to that. And this, the season three now is going to have the same crap but different people. Well, I'm actually looking forward to season three with the various Spider Verse people. Yeah, for, for we should explain that. 
Well, the the news we talked about on a previous podcast, but we'll talk about it here if you just listen to the uh, cartoon reviews. Uh, Webbed Warriors is going to be like a story arc of season three of Ultimate Spider-Man, where uh, what we've got Miles Morales, Mayday, uh, Spider-Man Noir. I think I could. I don't have the image in front of me, but uh, uh, the clone, yeah. Kane. Um, Anyway, various spider people from the multiverse are going to be on the cartoon, which I'm looking forward to. I think that uh, you haven't seen that before. Yeah, and it's um I mean, I I guess but on the at the same time it's like, well, you know, him working with the other super teens wasn't a problem. First of all, they don't all to be need to be teens. We need to get past that now. We need to get past everybody has to be young. That that shit is so old now. If he if he has to be on a team, I like the idea of a spider team as opposed to just randomly Luke Cage and I. He doesn't have to be on a team. He shouldn't be on a team. I'm just saying if he had to be on a team for this cartoon to sell more action. You know, I have a lot of I have a lot of problems with the Reg Weissman Spidey. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that uh, in a minute when we talk about Return of Sinister Six because I actually enjoyed that Sinister Six one that that Weissman's cartoon did. That, to me, the animation of that, the way Spider-Man moved, the way he used them against one another, everything about that fight, to me, said this is how a Spidey fight would go down. Yeah. This, was, this, was a, this was very good. That was, for me, that was the peak of what I saw from that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one thing that they absolutely got right. Spider-Man didn't need 87 people helping him, backing him up to fight somebody. Yeah. We see that in the comic books now. In the comic books, he can't, you know, it's always more people, you know. Um, the last, technically, the last time, the last fight he had, it was Dr. Octopus, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and now we've got it in the cartoons. He can't, he can't beat Norman without the, the Spidey teens. He can't beat Venom without the Spidey teens. I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. I'm so sick of it, dude. I, I just, we, it's funny because we review Fight Club. Where we focus on Spider-Man, just Spider-Man, his, his badassery, being a badass. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we—it's right. sad that we have to go back so far to do it because Spidey needs his Spidey needs to get his groove back. This this character sadly needs to get his groove back. Let's go. We've got one more episode. I'm sorry, I went off on a soapbox. It's all right. Season two, episode twenty-five, Return of the Sinister Six. Yeah, this one's rough. I just watched. Yeah, it. this is. Oh, yeah, this is not a I, good episode. I don't like Norman in the Iron Patriot suit in this cartoon. I don't like Norman in the Iron Patriot costume, period. Hell, I don't like Norman in this cartoon. <laughs> you know? um, okay, so but it starts off with Spidey chasing the lizard, who apparently is into high-tech armor now. Yeah. Right? It's a lizard wearing high-tech armor in the sewers, uh, and he's about to catch him. He's trying to catch him you know, because he doesn't want to hurt him because it, you know, he's actually his friend because it's Doc Connors. And then the Iron Patriot intervenes. Uh, we get a little chibi cutscene, the little cutesy chibi stuff, spidey chibi stuff. Is that where he explains where all the characters have different armors? Yeah, no, that's the early, that's oh. the early one where he explains about the lizard and he's his buddy and everything else. Right. Um, anyway, lizard escapes while you know they're trying to because uh, at one point during the fight, Spider-Man has to stop the the top of the sewer from falling in upon them. Because he's holding up, he's holding up a big wall. Yeah, and, and Norman, like often does. Norman's completely clueless to the collateral damage going on around him, which is normal for Norman. That's about part of the course. Uh, <laughs> just completely oblivious to all the collateral damage. 
Right. Anyway, Lizard winds up escaping, uh, but they find a bunch of stuff scrawled on the wall that looks like it. You know, it's like a formula note from Doctor Connors. Like Doctor Connors is trying to help them. You know, subconsciously by you know scrawling this stuff on the wall. Strange. <laughs> no, I, I I understand that. I understand. You know. Yeah. There's moments where Dr. Con- it's more Dr. Connors than it is a lizard, and he's like, I'm going to write this on the wall because Spider-Man will see it and understand what to do with it. And then, yeah. he can, and then he'll save me from my private hell you know, in this cartoon universe, which hope, where hopefully I won't eat my son and rape somebody. <laughs> Coming soon to Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Shed. Shed. <laughs> the animated version of Shed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, take it out to the Shed and kill it. I mean, God bless. Exactly right. <laughs> oh... Yeah. So we find out later um, that uh, uh, there's a, pr- a, a prison break being designed by Dr. Octopus. And he's going to break out li- – or he's already bro- – Lizard's already out, but he's going to break out Electro, Craven, Rhino, Scorpion, um, and, the, uh, and they're all in armor. Yeah. You know, er- the ch- Chibi comes out and explains why they're all yeah, in the armor. Yeah, Chibi comes out and explains that everybody's wearing armor that Dr. Octopus... I mean, like, Lizard's got armor, Electro has armor, Craven, Rhino... Rhino has armor on top of his armor. Yeah, it's literally like a minute, like, he has armor, and he has armor, and he has armor, and he has He armor. has armor on his armor. It really takes you out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um. So Spider-Man can't beat Dr. Octopus and his team. Spider-Man yep. can't beat... The Sinister Six. So no. Iron Patriot and the rest of the super spidey teen buddies have to show up, and Iron Patriot starts barking out orders to the team like he's leading them now. Um, Nova pairs off with Electro. Power Man pair, uh, pairs off with Rhino. Norman against Dr. Octopus. Spidey against Lizard. White Tiger goes up against Craven. Iron Fist again, uh, goes up against Scorpion, who I guess this is covered in an episode of season one we haven't gotten to yet. But apparently Scorpion uh, knows Iron Fist from Kun Loon, you know, from uh, the his his, uh, his land or whatever. Yeah, so I'm guessing Scorpion is the um, is, you know is is tied into Iron Fist now. I don't I don't understand that. That's weird. But I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever, because. No, you're breaking my mind with this crap. <laughs> it's like a hatchet job, just like they did on um, uh, on Encanto, the Living Mummy. Oh my God! Remember how bad <laughs> I twisted off on that one? Mm, yeah. Anyway, so uh, eventually, all the villains decide to switch fight partners, and that works out better for them because they really start clobbering everybody. Um, right. And then Norman peels off on his own against Doctor Octopus. Um, Spidey lands a really big hit. Or, uh, or pardon me, the lizard lands a really big hit on Spidey, um, and he tries to fire the. There's a he's developed a, a formula from Doctor Octopus or uh, Doctor Connors for you know the note he left on the wall it was a formula to how to cure him, you know how to cha- change him back to human. <clears throat> but Spider-Man missed with the dart, and the dart breaks because the lizard dodges. Lizard's actually a pretty agile guy, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the, the the six defeats the team, and then they all gang up on Norman. Right. right, and then Doctor Octopus threatens to inject the goblin, the goblin formula back into Norman. Now, if you've, because uh, at some point, at different points in this series, Norman is the, you know, the jackass, he Hulk clone, throwing fire throwing goblin from the Ultimate Comics, and then he's yeah. Norman, and then he, and then he's Hulk Goblin again, and then he's Norman and again, then he's Iron Patriot, and right. Um, yeah. So, 
you know, he's got a lot of different iterations, but at this point, he's actually trying to to do good and just basically copy Iron Man stick. And and none of the Normans I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so so Octopus is threatening to inject uh, the Goblin formula back into Norman, but Spider Man stops him initially. Um, Spidey then manages to take out the lizard with another dart, but it buys Ock enough time and he injects Norman with the formula. Uh, so then the Hulk Goblin fire throwing jackassy clone. <laughs> rages on Octopus while um, Spidey handles the rest of the Sinister Six. Now, apparently, he can beat them. Uh, and then, it, then he finally starts using uh, their powers against one another. Norman takes out Rhino and then defeats Dr. Oct- no, I say Norman, the jackassy Hulk Goblin. Uh, <laughs> and then takes out Rhino. Get, huh? Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> the jackassy Goblin. They're the That's same guy, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, vials of the Goblin formula spill out all over Doc's suit. Turns out he has just a lot of this stuff. Norman takes all the vials, and he takes the unconscious Spidey super team teen buddies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it takes them all off in the shield jet to be continued. To be continued. I have not seen the episode we'll review next week. Um, no. Uh, more, more craptacular. Oh, God. It's really rough. Um, why are they? Which, they, don't, they don't need to be in armor. First of all, I mean, why? It's just to power up like a video game is what it is. <laughs> uh, any appearance by the fire-throwing Hulk goblin thing is is automatic fail. Yeah. I mean, that that, that really is just... This, oh, ugh. Break it down for a grade, what would you give oh, it? Oh, I give this one an F. <laughs> Worse than the other one. I huh? give this one an F. And it's sad yeah. because, again, you know, I, I, I come back to the things that I, I said earlier. Um, Spider-Man can't beat the Sinister Six. How many times has he done it by himself in the comic books? A lot. Yeah. You know, and I remember that Eric Larson story where he went up against the Sinister Six, but then he actually had help. And I remember at the time I was like, I like it because I like there's a lot of action and the Hulk's in here. Oh, did the Hulk just get bitched by Doctor Octopus? What with his adamantium arms? Remember that? Oh. Yeah, I I had a I had, well. The the thing is, you're you're probably your your basis of because there's not that many Sinister Six fights. Your your basis is probably the Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number One, where he he did. If I remember that story correctly, he took him on one he at a time. Took him on one at a time. He, yeah. Right. There's right. There's been right. other issues, Brad, where he's fought multiple people and used their powers against. Them. That's true. I mean, this is one thing Weissman understood. Weissman understood that one Spidey can beat the Sinister Six. Yeah. Weissman, I mean, for all for all his faults, for all the other things, all the other legitimate criticisms I have of that cartoon, the spectacular Spider-Man understood that Spider-Man himself is a badass, doesn't need a backup team of super teens, doesn't need, you know, Iron Patriot Norman, you know, to be there, doesn't need S.H.I.E.L.D. backing him up. No, just Spider-Man. And that's one thing that this cartoon fails miserably at. Um, but it, it, again, it's 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 an it's that's the that's the new norm. That's the new norm normal now. It's Spider-Man can't do it without other people. That's too bad. Yeah. Rough rough uh, month for the, uh, the cartoon. Rough, like. rough month for the cartoon. Rough month for uh, for a lot of the books we reviewed. No doubt, New Warriors horrible. All New Ultimates horrible. You aren't a fan of Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy. Spinning its wheels. <laughs> I wasn't that big a fan of uh, Deadpool versus Carnage. 
However, Miles Morales is awesome. Uh, I like the Deadpool annual where Spidey kept getting stabbed in the throat. <laughs> and uh, what else did I like? Superior Foes is good. Superior Foes again for me was was the best uh, the best thing I've, I've you know of this month. 